Welcome back to the Catholic Traveler podcast, the daily edition of the podcast where we are taking you through the station churches of Rome for Lent. Hi, Mountain. Hello, Joni. Welcome back, listeners. Thanks for sticking with us through the fifth week of Lent. Yep, we're almost to the end. Holy Week is coming up. It is. It's just around the corner. It's weird. Like I mentioned this near the beginning, it felt like Lent never ended last year. And then this year, it feels like Lent's flown by, for me anyway. I agree. It does not feel like we're coming up on Palm Sunday. Yeah. It feels like we just did Ash Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, I think the podcast has really been part of that in some ways for me. I mean, it really helps me keep track of the days and, yeah. And maybe I haven't done enough. Maybe. It's not too late. But today's Friday, so back to eating fish. Mm. No more solemnity celebrating. Hmm. No. Did you have meat on Friday? On for the feast of Saint Joseph, yeah. I did. I had steak. Oh, I had pizza that had like a little. But it had meat on it. A little bit. Okay. The Italian style can, of pepperoni. Now you can have tuna pizza. No. That's a thing over there. I mean, I'm not telling you that. You know that. I'm telling everybody else. Yeah. Did you want me tuna to share pizza. that story or something? I do. I love that story. (laughs) Well, since it's Friday. So I like pizza with onions. And sometimes that's it. Just like margarita pizza with onions. And I went to one of my favorite pizza places. The whole family was in America, I think. This was a couple years ago. So I was home alone. And rather than eat at the pizza place, I was going to get it to go, rush home, and like watch a movie or something. And it's maybe a 10, 15-minute walk to Palese, which is where I was going. So I ordered the pizza, and I waited, and I waited. and I did all my talking with the guys there because I knew as soon as they gave me the pizza, I had to get home really quickly because the pizzas are super thin here, and they get cold fast. And so as soon as they gave me the pizza, I started running home. And I was super excited. I mean, we've already kind of given it away, but I was super excited <laughs> to get home with my onion pizza. And along the and way- he was Instagramming all this. I was. So he was Instagramming yeah. how excited he was. He was Instagramming how good it was going to be and how fast he was going to try to get home. Yeah, I was going to try to get home in record time. But as I was coming home, like I ran into like two or three different sets of people that recognized me or like, oh, hey, hey. And so I had to stop and talk for a few minutes. And then I finally got home. I could feel the box was still warm. I was so excited. I set it up in my living room. I got a show ready to watch. I opened the box and it was tuna fish pizza, (laughs) which I knew was a thing, but it was a thing I never wanted to try. (laughs) And I was not happy. And it wasn't, it was not warm. The box was a little warm, but the pizza was cold and it was tuna fish pizza. And it was gross and it smelled bad. It's like hot tuna fish. And gross. yeah. I really like tuna, but I I actually don't really like tuna. I can eat tuna, I guess. But it was so great because it was on Instagram and so I don't think we were watching it in real time. I don't know. Maybe No, you weren't. I, I was like running and filming. Like I'm running home. Yeah. I'm almost yes, to the bridge. It, that's right. And so it was like this anticipation. And so it was almost like it was all an act. And I know it wasn't, no. but it was almost like it was just like, I don't know. It was, it was great. It was great TV. It was Thank good. you. 
I would not fake a tuna pizza. Yeah. But now I kind of want to try it. Maybe I'll make tuna pizza tonight and see how it is. Really? I don't know. Hmm. I, I make really good tuna. Well, I make salmon patties. What about salmon pizza? What I don't do know. Think? I make really good salmon patties. So why couldn't I make salmon pizza? We hmm. also have a hot dog and french fry pizza here, which I think is really weird. Yes. It's really, I remember it's, sitting over there and we thought that was so strange. It's cut up hot dog and french fries yeah. on top french of a fries. pizza. Yeah. Yeah, and they think I, pineapple's weird. Oh, pineapple. No, I want pineapple pizza. I love pineapple pizza. I'm going to get kicked out oh. of the country for saying that. But you found it somewhere. Yeah, there is a place uh, kind of near the Vatican. It's not like a touristy area near the Vatican. It's in kind of the residential side. And they have pineapple pizza. See, it's just, it isn't. What's his face, is it? Is it Bonchi? No, it's not what's his face. Oh, I think what's well, his face refuses to do pineapple. Oh, you're right. If I yes, recall from I the that. Anthony Bourdain episode. Yes, he but was. He was like, Whoa. He does have really weird stuff like flowers on pizza. and He, he doesn't do hot well, that's dogs. That's not weird. It looks weird to me. Zucchini flower? No, not zucchini, oh. like purple flowers. Oh. Like, oh, like that, edible kind of flowers, which look really pretty. Yeah. But I just don't want to eat it. And yeah. yeah. So, no, this is just like a regular family pizza place. Oh, that's nice. They've realized that. Don't hate pineapple, like embrace it. That sweetness mixed with the like the sharpness of the tomato. So mm-hmm. good. I agree. So Okay, let's talk about today's church. Okay. Well, speaking of of pineapple pizza, like some people might be killed for that. Kind of like in the early days. <laughs> Christians <laughs> were killed. That was a terrible segue, but today's church I kind of like it. Yeah. Some people will. Today's All about church martyrdom. Yeah. Yeah, so this is Santo Stefano Rotondo. Rotondo, which means like round or circular. This is Rome's first circular church. So it's very unique, very different. It's round. It's a it's a church in the round, which you don't really see here, except as you said yesterday. Well, Santa Costanza. <laughs> and you're you're right. You're right. So so it's it's not St. Stephen the Fat. <laughs> no, <laughs> I never kidding. even thought of no, that. No, it one. refers That's pretty funny So though. it refers to the architectural style, not yeah. to poor St. Stephen. Right. Um and it's it's round to mimic the Church of the Holy Sepulcher. Which I I knew that before I went in. I don't see it. Like Oh, it's supposed to be like the same measurements and everything. I, I guess because of the decoration and how bright it yeah. is. I never see it when I go there. And like at the Holy Sepulchre, you've got the tomb in the middle. Yeah. this, there's no tomb in the middle. there's a ton of other church. Like, it's not just a circle church. Like, the the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is like Chuck E. Cheese, where everywhere you go, like around a corner, (laughs) something else in a new chapel. And it's not just a circle. It's like this huge complex. And you're like, oh, now we're going to go here. Now we're going to go here. Now we're going to go upstairs. Now we're going to go in a cave. And so it's it's different than just a circle church. So I think it would be hard to visualize. I'm curious to see how many people we're going to lose today because I said eating pineapple pizza is like getting killed when you're an early Christian and you just compared the Holy Sepulchre to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> well, you know, no, no, uh, no, yeah. No blasphemy intended. Just, you know, it's like a maze. Yeah, the Holy Sepulchre. Maybe I should have said that. It's a bunch of churches like put together, and it's. We'll talk about that more someday. Yeah, Andrew. Anyway, but back to San Stefano. Yes, Stefano. 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 Yeah. Yeah. 
So this church is pretty much across the street from one of our previous churches, Santa Maria and Dominica. It's pretty close to the Colosseum, maybe a 10-minute walk at most, kind of near St. John Lateran, that part of town, San Clemente, San Giovanni, Giovanni Paolo. Paolo. So all these churches are right over there. And it's it's one that you would really have to be intentional about visiting. You're not just going to stumble upon this church. It's not on a street you'd be driving down or anything. Um, but it's definitely worth seeking out because it is so unique. And they just finished restoration, which has probably, probably been going on for, I think, the whole time I've lived in Rome. So seven years or so. Oh, wow. So the inside is gorgeous. It's bright, airy. Um, all the frescoes have been cleaned. The floor is like sparkly and shiny. It's a beautiful, beautiful church. And again, one of the most popular in Rome for weddings, probably because of what's depicted in all of the frescoes. <laughs> we love our martyrdoms at weddings. Yeah. So the outer Which wall, is weird. Why would it be popular for weddings when there was no, I guess, is it American to like really want a long center aisle so the bride gets to walk down this long aisle? I mean, like our parish church back home growing up was popular for weddings because we had the longest aisle mm-hmm. in the city. But there's no long aisle. It's on here. It's there's no aisle. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I Maybe think it probably makes for good. Vain. It probably makes for good wedding pictures because there's columns inside. It's round. Uh, it just looks unique. Yeah. That's interesting. And there's okay. a little kind of private courtyard outside. So you can do some pictures out there. I was there once there was okay. a wedding and they had like their getaway car was a Ferrari. And so they were nice. taking pictures by the Ferrari with the old church in the background. So it makes for good pictures. Okay. That's what's okay. important. Um, okay. Now carry on. You can tell us about. Yeah. So Christ. lining the inside walls, there are 24 depictions, uh, 24 frescoes depicting martyrs from the early church. Like it actually starts with Christ, like on the cross. Then right next to him, St. Stephen, and then we have like Peter and Paul, and they're very, very gruesome. So, you know, sometimes you might see a little, like the instrument of their martyrdom, they're holding it, and maybe they're, like with St. Bartholomew, maybe he's holding his skin or something. Here, you see the flesh getting ripped off the body, you see... Uh, St. Ignatius of Antioch getting torn apart by lions. You see people getting crushed by stone, people getting thrown out of windows. It's like, it's very gruesome. Like people getting their hands chopped off and you can see like the blood squirting. And in each scene, it's not just like one martyr, like Christ is just him. I think St. Stephen might just be him. But there's usually like a bunch of scenes within each fresco. And so below them, there's like an index. And so you can see like the letter A corresponds to this person who was persecuted at this time. This is how they died. And then you can look up at the fresco. You look for the letter A and be like, oh, that's so-and-so. That's how he died. And so it's, it's very, like I said, it's very unique, very interesting. We've seen in a lot of the churches depictions of martyrdom. So that's not the unique part. I think what's unique is that that's kind of the only decoration here. It's just focusing on the martyrdoms. 
So, yeah, that's yeah. so Ignatius of of Loyola. We, we we talked we've talked about the Jesuits before. He would have members of his order go and meditate on these frescoes, on these depictions of martyrs to remind them that this is what they were facing. So a lot of times the Jesuits would go as missionaries, perhaps back to England or other countries that weren't receptive to the faith, and most of them in the early days were martyred. And so this meditation that this isn't just something from the past, but that you know these Jesuits were agreeing to this same life, to the same fate, if they continued their studies. And a similar thing happened at the Venerable English College in Rome, which is just called the Venerable, because of all the Venerables, Blesseds, and Saints who attended the Venerable English College. So they were going to the English, they were going to Rome at a time where Christianity, where Catholicism, I should say, was illegal in England. And so there was depictions of these martyrdoms on their chapel walls, because this is the fate that they were, they were agreeing to. And they would have to sign a book when they came to the English college and they would uh, basically agreeing like we are going back to England. We are not here to stay in Rome. We are going back to England and we will face this martyrdom. And then when there would be news that um, one of their students, one of their graduates had been martyred in England, they would gather in front of this beautiful painting that's still at the venerable and they would, they would sing a a hymn of Thanksgiving um, that one of their own was now had received the martyrs reward. So I think these these frescoes are not just bloody depictions, um, to, but also reminders to us that this is what the Christian life might result in, and this is what we've agreed to in baptism and in our call to to follow Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's dedicated to St. Stephen. So he died in the Holy Land. He was buried there. They brought him to Rome. This is where he was buried. So this church was built in his honor. This was his tomb. And then later it was moved to San Lorenzo outside the wall. So we visited that church a few weeks ago. And so then they rededicated it to St. Stephen of Hungary. And so now they actually have uh, the Hungarian community has mass here on Sunday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. I stumbled so- upon that mass with my family once. My parents were visiting they wanted to see this church, oh. so we went there, and then, oh, there's the Hungarian Mass, so we joined them. No idea what they were saying, but it was the Mass, so oh. yeah, it was just yes. us and a couple Hungarians. It was fun. Hmm. Universal Church. Right. So, okay. what else is here? There's a, um, a wooden throne that Pope St. Gregory the Great used when he delivered oh. his homilies. So that's right Our by- Our friend Gregory the Great. Our friend, yeah. That's right by the door when you walk in. Um. It's, I don't know, there's just so much here. It's like I said early on, favorite churches to me is how they feel. And this church being surrounded by depictions of all the martyrs, seeing what people suffered for our faith, and then, you know, knowing that you're making a face. What are you doing? Oh no! You're not supposed to say that. You're you're just ta- you're talking, and it's beautiful. Oh, okay. I thought I was looking at the titular. Oh, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just looking around the church at all the early martyrs, what they had to go through, and see where we are today, it kind of just it feels it. It seems weird to say it feels good to be there, but I don't know. It's just something about the way it feels. I wouldn't get married there but I like to go there and pray and meditate on what happened before I was here. I like it. Thanks. 
<laughs> Good job. Thanks, Joni. It was a terrible job, actually, but that's okay. No, it was not. Well, I was thrown off by the faces you were making. Well, sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, that's all I have to say. You didn't find out whose church it is? is I it did, but church? I didn't know him, which is why I made a face. Well, we should tell the people who it is. Um, Friedrich Vetter. Oh, is he Hungarian? He's German. Same thing. They're like right there. He's the oldest living cardinal from Germany. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about him, but he was made a cardinal by John Paul II in 1985. He was one of the cardinal electors, obviously, who selected Pope Benedict. He Benedict accepted his resignation in 2007. Hmm. And he's still around. Yeah. So. All right. So go visit this church. It's very pretty. Look at how yes. all the suffering people had to go through. And we'll do a Chalian Hill Day when we are back to doing pilgrimages, where we go to all these churches on the Chalian. Oh, we will? Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be lovely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really nice to have a group mass. Although we here. could, yeah, because I was like John and Paul, but we're hitting them on their our canon mat day, too. But Our canon pilgrimage. That'll be a whole pilgrimage. Okay. You like how we're just planning <laughs> pilgrimages here? Yeah, I just need people to start signing up. Mm. Well, I need for things to open up first, but... Yeah. So. All right, if anybody made it okay. through to the end after the pineapple <laughs> pizza and Chuck E. Cheese reference, thank you. We commend you. And we will see you tomorrow, where well, we won't see you. I always say that, we're not seeing anybody, but we will be here tomorrow to tell you about another station church that... Not many people go to. Have you been? I have not. I have not been. I've been in the parking lot. It's going to be a thrilling episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We better think of some food to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Something fried, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, da dun dun <laughs> Get ready, everyone. All right. Thanks for okay. listening, ciao, people. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.